Today is August 12th, Season 3, Episode 26, Decky Perplexed. How are we? We're doing great, Andy Dagobah. We're having a blast here. Cannot wait. I cannot be more excited to release this, this podcast with you guys today, the 26th episode with Steve, the absolute adventure of a man. The kid lives his adventure. He's in his 30s, founder of Ivy Longboard, founder of Ivy Adventures. You'll hear all kinds of amazing stories, and what this guy wants to do is just be a good person, project out the best version of himself, and share his story, man. It's amazing. Adventure is the unexpected, and he is willing to say yes to a lot of things. Thank you so much for joining the Back Pocket Podcast. You're an awesome guy, and I'm looking forward to taking on an adventure with you. Enjoy, guys. Hey, Deck. I got to be real with you. You got some of the worst apparel in the game out there. I would love to see you customize some shirts that just say, I have bad style. Mmm, decky bad style. Let's make those shirts. The shock value would be insane. However, uh, turnaround time and quality, it needs to be there. That's a great point. I mean, we could launch this tomorrow with our own goddamn sponsor. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, well actually, I did because I wrote this ad, dude. But that's besides the point. And with that being said, be on the lookout for some decky bad style shirts and other custom apparel from the BP. But also, if you're like, man, I need to find someone to make great custom apparel for me, look no further. Hit us up at backpocket at visionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com. But I think this is the perfect way to start the Back Pocket Podcast right here with you, Stephen. Your trip to Thailand falls over January 3rd to January 18th. 5th to 18th, yeah. 5th to 18th. Per- yeah. I mean, that is when Declan and I take our annual one-month break from the podcast. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some inklings right now of Declan and I getting ready to send oh, it. Dude, have you, have you guys been to Thailand? No. It's unbelievable like the most beautiful people gracious uh, amazing people um the most incredible food obviously it's super cheap i mean once you go over there and we've actually like gotten i think uh my sister was finding tickets from chicago to bangkok for five around five hundred dollars um and then once you're in thailand you just take these little like um asian airlines that are honestly pretty sketchy, but very cheap. And it's <laughs> awesome. Like you just, there's a few airlines that I fly that every time I fly them, I'm like, is this would never be illegal in the States. But that's why it's fun. Like that's why it's Thailand. It's mm-hmm. like the driving, the safety. I remember when I lived there, there's this like um, huge, there's this like hospital going up and there's a crane that I climbed all the time and no one ever stopped me. Like no one ever said I couldn't or like, anything like that so it's just like anything goes in thailand which is oh the my best gosh part. how long were you in thailand i lived there for nine months okay whoa yeah. uh, and my sister lived there for 11 so what happened was my sister was um had always wanted to go to thailand to work with children who were being sex trafficked and try to help um and she ended up getting married and her husband wasn't interested at all in um living overseas and helping kids um he wasn't the greatest guy to be honest um, and then they end up getting a divorce. And so she's 28 with a three and a five-year-old, five-year-old boy, three-year-old girl. And she's like, now or never I'm doing it. 
And this was at a time where I had just gotten out of a band that I played in for like eight years and I just sold a house that I had owned for nine years and I was kind of just like free. I was just starting Ivy, but even that I was like, either this will be here when I get back or it won't. I'm going to go like, I'm going to go um, just kind of help my sister and kind of just be the Manny. Like I went there just to be the Manny and I, I got involved in a lot of like rescue work and stuff like that. But um, my original vision was just to go and support her and be there for the kids and so, yeah, we ended up there for almost a year, and it was insane. It was the best experience ever. So That's incredible. Um, How long back, ago was that? Um, that was between 2015 and 2016. Okay. And then I've been back, probably, I think, three times since. And I just met so many organizations and people there. Um, and I do video and media and stuff like that. And so I always try to go back and help in whatever way you know i can and the way i'm available so yeah it's it's an amazing place i hope you guys can go yeah um i i really want to it's like one one of the things we were legitimately talking about yes um was taking back pocket on the road at some point dude you and have to. we were thinking originally like yeah let's go like speak to high schools around the united states let's go yeah. like i do comedy let's run the comedy scene and then do this dominate the sandbox type thing around like the places that we already know, like Denver, Chicago, so metropolitan areas, metropolitan areas right. that right. are similar to the Twin Cities. Like, I definitely want to do that at some point for sure. Yeah. But then we were uh, we were driving back from Shakopee. Is that right? Yeah. And Andrew's like, dude, why don't we just like, why don't we just go out of the country? Like, let's just really dude, just get out the there. Full send. And that's and I brought up Thailand. Literally, yes. the first place was like, let's go to Thailand. And it was for the exact same reason, like you were saying earlier, where it's cheap mm-hmm. uh, living. It's uh, pretty low budge when you're there yeah and it's just beautiful well from what I, what tim ferris has pretty much told me yeah no um, you can like if you guys end up going i will give you all the re- recommendations and then like if you're there around the time like we have to meet up yeah we have and to do like a thailand edition or something have to. crazy um have to that'd be so sick so how that. many of these adventures has ivy been uh running through is this what number is this yeah, so Thailand will be the fifth because we launched with uh well so last so I I I love sailing I've always sailed quite a bit I've sailed all over the world my brother actually lives on a boat my older brother and his wife live on a boat um, and I've just loved sailing and I've always sailed with like kind of older people like a lot of like sailing trips I go on like um, young kids like my age don't really sail it's like um, it's like an old man sport. Um, so I'd always done a lot of sailing, but I'd done it with kind of older people. And I always wanted to like sail with a group like my peers, like my homies, you know, like my friends. And so last November we did a trip, um, sailing in the Caribbean, the British Virgin Islands. And it wasn't really an Ivy trip. It was kind of through Ivy, but it's more just like, we just wanted to do a trip. Um, and after that, um, me and my business partner, Corey, were just like, we have to continue to take trips. And, um, travel adventure, just like exploration, exploration, just opening my eyes to perspective and the world has always been a huge part of my life. And so I'm like, dang, like how I want to give these opportunities to other people. And I feel like, um, my generation and the next, and like, just like where culture is today, people are so likely to travel, but they, they kind of want things like taken care of for them. They don't necessarily know how. And so they want to just be able to like purchase a trip that's like all planned out, everything set, and then they just go, mm. and we plan it out. Um, and so that's like we launched with the sailing trip, and then we did a snowboarding trip in Colorado. Uh, we just got back from Tulum, Mexico a couple weeks ago. Um, we're doing another sailing trip in October, around the end of October, um, and then we'll be doing Thailand after that. So Holy smokes, yeah. that's wicked. Yeah, <laughs> it's super wild. Um, the trips are like so... 
Ivy is a lifestyle brand and we started just building handmade custom longboards and I build every single board we sell. So it's like, I'm just like hopping. And first of all, that's not um, sustainable. Like, and I know that, um, but I just can't bring myself to like manufacture boards. It's just not like what I wanted. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be happy selling them. Um, so we're like, well, Ivy's, you know, we sell longboards, but really all I really care about is community and belonging. I want, I think more than people want anything, they want to belong somewhere. And so like my whole vision with Ivy is just to create this space for people to belong. And that's like different than like fitting in, right? Cause like you don't have to fit in in order to belong. Like belonging means just like you just show up and like you're in, like it's not exclusive in any, any way. It's very inclusive. Um, and so that's like my whole vision, my whole goal with Ivy is just to shape a culture belonging. And so these trips are like a way that I can actually like enter and we Ivy can interact with the community and then the community is connected to each other, not just us, you know, they actually like connect to each other and people are building like lifelong relationships and friendships on the trips. And it's so fun, you know, it's so exciting. So how long are these trips typically about a week? Yeah, so the sailing trip is like we're on the boat and we rent like a, I mean the boat, it's not like a boat, it's a yacht, it's like a 50 foot Mm. catamaran, okay, five bedroom, four bathroom, I mean it's like Mm. dialed. Sounds Um, like a ship almost. Yeah. We've debated boat versus ship versus yacht on this podcast before. I'm not going to go there and say that we know a lot about the differences, but it's that sounds to me like a ship. About a boat or a ship? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I could You said 50 feet in length? Yeah, it's a... Ty, I think foot. you, know, you want to confirm that. I want to say that would be a boat. Somebody Google what yeah. is a boat? Yeah, no, because yeah. I, no, I think it's a, ship a size has a captain. Size requirement for a ship. Is it? I would it's start not just there. Like a captain. Yeah, but I think it'd be like a yacht. Is there middle ground between boat and ship? Is Correct. It like boat, a pseudo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it's a yacht. Yeah, yeah. boat, yacht. That would make ship. S- I, so it must be a yacht. Yeah, it's a yacht. Okay, yeah, confirmed. <laughs> okay, yeah. we can confirm that. <laughs> Ships are specifically made to carry cargo or passengers, whereas boats is. Is just a generic term used for a variety of watercrafts. Mm. You know, Sounds what? Like if yacht. it floats, I love it. <laughs> I love anything that floats. I just love being on the water. Mm, so yeah, we're I'm a plo- just, pro float podcast as well, actually. Really? Yeah, we love floating things. Yeah, no, you should do a podcast from the middle of river and like the the like Ooh. floaties. We did do the uh, the Apple River for oh, yeah. the Fourth of July, and if we podcasted that, we would have ruined all of our equipment. <laughs> It was went a, down fast. It was a rowdy time. I've heard tales of the Apple River, but I've never, I've never been. That's a good uh, word to use, tales, because yeah. every, every single time we tell our story, it just gets more, just <laughs> it, vibrant. I'd say, yeah. It's so sick. <laughs> what made you guys want to start a podcast? Hmm. Uh, two and a half years ago, uh, Declan came to me and was like, "I want to do the thing that we keep sharing these conversations with," because we were avid podcast listeners. Okay, uh, listening to comedy podcasts or. Joe Rogan. Yeah. And uh, we, our original intention was like a, pol- a political podcast, and that quickly faded. Holy smokes, no. No way. We don't, we're not, we're too small brained in that area. And then it, it transformed into us just wanting to have conversations with our friends, to professors, to reaching out to people all over social media. And cool. then we built this kind of cool community where people were, um, telling us to go find this person and go get this person and cool. uh that's what's just branched our our back pocket community just a little bit more that's and awesome that's what uh, challenged us to get you on was um, that. jonah stillman jonah stillman jonah stillman yeah. yeah and what's cool too is um which is something i've been coming on to recently is two things one is when new people come to our podcast i don't even know if they know our names like we don't introduce ourselves far too often i mean it's 
I, I think it's around enough for people to know. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. You know, like think about if you're coming through the funnel, like from stage one all the way down to stage three, where you finally click on our link and it's like still the back pocket and then our faces and everything. But like, no, do you think that's they a good know? Thought. Mm-hmm. Right. So you that's one. Be like case study. Right. So that. first off, my name's Declan, and I only Andrew. know your name because we've been texting. Correct. Yeah. And Jonah put us in touch. Yeah. Um, and it just happened too where we had Josh or whoever we had last Saturday with like Agro, whatever he was doing, and he responded an email to Declan and Tyler, somehow probably thinking that. Andrew wasn't involved. And, right. Yeah. Which is me. Which is you. I'm yeah. Andrew. Sweet, for all the new listeners. Name. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of the coolest things is when we bring y- yourself on, you bring in your whole your whole Ivy community mm-hmm. and there's all these new listeners. And yeah. that's like that's the stuff that fires us off. And, totally. and hopefully we can retain a handful of them that reach on to the next one. So you have Andrew here on the mics and then that was Ty, our producer, and, and Declan. And then Declan over. and then going into what this is, is the back pocket podcast where we interview people like yourself or yeah. anybody that we basically get in contact with who have yep. really cool stories about doing stuff they're passionate about. And through those kind of stories, people can take little bits and pieces that they really like Love and that. put it in their back pocket for when they want to use it in their own life. That's so cool. So that's kind of the impetus of our whole podcast. I love and that. it's a comedy podcast because the three of us and including yourself are all just like knuckleheads trying <laughs> see, to figure oh, out totally. life. And it's just like this relatable average we're all average guys just trying to do like extraordinary type things in the I eyes love of others. Because it's like how the only people that are given like a stage most of the time in life and like a platform are people that like have it figured out. Like they're an expert in something, they've written a book, they've done this, they've done that. And I'm like, man, there's so many people that are right in the thick of like figuring it out um, that like have such a great perspective. And like whenever I'm on a podcast or I'm speaking or doing anything, I always want to come from the perspective of like I don't have like a nugget of knowledge for you, but I have a perspective. And I hope that's valuable because like I, if you're hoping for knowledge, then <laughs> wrong podcast. <laughs> wrong podcast. It's, it's a conversation at the end of the day of us just um, getting to know each other. We have yeah. ne- we've never met, which is the coolest it's so thing. So cool. Yeah, we actually haven't. And I didn't get here with enough time to like sit down and like crack a beer and like actually get to know each other before the podcast which is kind of intentional. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it just happens right like this. And we know a little bit about you with a little bit of research and that, and uh, a blog post that Corey wrote okay. a year ago today had, oh. a, had a quote with you saying, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be dream of, dreaming about doing it. Whoa. And I thought that was, like, the, that was the coolest thing because for Declan and I, we come home every day and we do this. Yeah. Um, and during work, we're dreaming of doing this. Yeah, totally. And, and it's that it's that mentality of just like we love it so much. If if we if this wasn't involved in our lives, we'd be trying to figure out how to get it involved more yeah. in our lives. It's so true, man. And like I I think like I said that because um, Ivy um, has been like a grind. Like I moved home from Thailand, and me and Corey launched it. Um, and, um, for the first like two and a half years, I didn't have a job. I was just doing Ivy and with any startup that didn't take funding, we're just bootstrapping all like, there's not money. Like it doesn't matter how like successful we look on like Instagram or whatever, like there's just not money. And so that's why I, I, I told you guys before and actually that I live at the Ivy studio. It's like this like commercial. Well, le- allegedly, just in case any like your landlord's listening. Or yeah, totally. I think he kind of knows. Buyers. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he doesn't kinda. care as long as like I pay rent. He's stoked. But <laughs> okay. um, no, I mean, yeah, I crash there every now and then. Mm, okay, there you go. what really happens. Nice. Yep. nice. Um, and I've just been in the thick and the grind of it. And I've just been like, gosh, like I'm 30 some like don't have a house, don't have a car, don't have a girlfriend, don't have all this stuff. And I'm just like, what am I doing? 
Um, and I had a friend that actually grew up with look at me one time and be like, dude, you purchased the dream. He's like, most people leave that on the shelf. You did it. Um, and that like slapped me back into like, he's right, you know, and I'm not saying I'm like successful and I haven't figured it out. But what I'm saying is that I like said yes to something that, um, and, and I don't think I'm special. I think that I was lucky in the fact that I didn't get married super early. And then when this dream kind of finally came along, I wasn't able to do it. Like I didn't get married. I didn't have kids. I didn't like go into, you know, a bunch of debt with a house and all this. Stuff. I actually did own a house, but I sold it. But like I didn't have all this debt where I wasn't um, tied to my job. Um, and so that's why I was able to like um, take the risk and like do Ivy and exercise that amount of sacrifice. And I always say that sacrifice and connection go hand in hand. So like the amount of sacrifice you're willing to experience for a person, your wife or your family or your business is directly connected to the amount of connection you'll feel to that thing. And so anything that's worth anything in life amount uh, requires sacrifice. And in that way, I love that I've sacrificed for Ivy. I love that it's cost me something. It's cost me a lot, you know? And so I think when Corey wrote that, um, I, I just, I remember actually exactly where I was. It was at this place called, okay, do you know the Target and the Quarries uh, uh, over in like Northeast? The Target and the Quarries. It's yeah, like yeah. the area's called the Quarries and there's a okay. Target there and there's like a Cub Foods there and there's a Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and there's an air right there by there called Makeout Hill. Okay. I've oh. never actually been there with a girl. Or, or a guy. <laughs> but, Is that why it's named that? Make out, hill. make out. Hill. Yeah, I think it's like right. college kids go there or something. I yeah. don't really know. Sick. Um, I was <laughs> dope. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. Anyways, I was. I'm just trying to paint a picture that I remember the exact moment I had that thought. But I was up there alone, and it's the end of a long day, and you know, it's just like in a business and like a small business, you just celebrate the small wins. You're just grinding, just like failure, failure, failure. That's how it feels, and then it's like small wins, small wins. And I remember like sitting up there and just like looking over the city and the sun's going down. And I just remember thinking, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be trying to. And so like quit bitching and just like get it done, you know? And it, yeah, it was just kind of a kick in the butt for me. Just go like, okay, like I'm not going to be precious about this. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to, I'm just going to go because um, realistically, whether I have a house or a car or money um, that doesn't define my dream. I'm living my dream. And yes, a house and a car and money, you know, would be great, but I'm not going to base like my entire life off of that. If mm-hmm. like that can't be success, you know, success has to look a few different ways. And one of the ways it looks is waking up every day and doing exactly what I, what I want, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. I've kind of been through that and that's, that's cool. You brought that up. I, I, totally forgot mm-hmm. that whole yeah. we were we literally found it like an hour, an hour oh, ago man. just like scrolling through a blog i was like that's today that, that was today a year ago that yeah. is so nuts <laughs> yeah well, what are bl- the chances of that man yeah that's mm-hmm. great i love that what were you about to say um what was the blog called uh it was uh why ivy is more than a brand, a brand? A brand. Yeah. yeah cool mm-hmm. that's awesome it was really yeah, cool. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, and that's been kind of really neat of just kind of doing a little research about Ivy because our original, um, uh, what kind of Jonah pitched us on was your longboard company. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought I was getting into kind of before yeah. I did a little bit more research yep. and figuring out the lifestyle brand that Ivy brings in. And that's, I think, that one of the coolest things that you are, you're motivated to 
build that community, to build that belonging. I, and that word is is awesome. It's so much better than fitting in. It's because you don't want to put those people in boxes. Right. That's something that we try to um, try to articulate every single day. Is just like we're not when we have these conversations. You're not just a, a founder. You're not just an entrepreneur. You're you're this person with this awesome story. Hmm. And you're not. You, we're not trying to put anyone in boxes. And that's so cool. The belonging aspect's another great word to articulate it. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so rad. Yeah. I also want to ask. Um, we all, we did some more research and found out you were maybe homeless at some point. I mean, I, I kind of am. You now. kind of am now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, Nolan Rockers was like he another quote you had yeah. like said he was like yeah the happiest we got, we got time. Quotes on you. Yeah, we got we just got quotes. We're here for bits. You know, it's great. Um, he was like, yeah. Um, I was talking to him and he said like I asked him when he was happy the his, the most happy or the happiest and it was when you were homeless or when you had absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think that I mean, just that's... taps in exactly to what you're yeah. saying, man. I think it's so cool that when you really do commit yourself to a brand or something that you really, really care about something and are actively sacrificing, you find out a lot more about yourself because you're in these situations that are very, uh, I, I don't know if they're lonely, but they're just these situations that are super challenging. Yeah. And you really have to look inward to project outward for whatever you're doing. Yeah. So I think it's... It's interesting, man. I it's think really it fun. quickly like um, de- depicts or defines like joy from happiness because like yeah. um, ha- happiness is more like circumstantial mm. and joy. You know, you can be like living in your shop and you can be like dirt poor and you can be like, you know, kind of down on your luck, but you still feel joy because there's this like bubbling thing inside of you that's like mm-hmm. pursuing the thing that you're passionate about, um, which is so cool. I want to touch on where the passion for handcrafting longboards came from yeah yeah so my dad growing up my dad was a carpenter um ah, and so jesus I, was a carpenter yeah my dad was a pastor too like, yeah yeah hand in mind hand. blown right interesting mm-hmm. what well, yes. i have a question um what did jesus make yeah that's that's maybe i'm a pretty bad christian because i couldn't answer that question i mean I'm, i've been going to catholic school since i was like 12 <laughs> so i don't know either I, it's kind of my biggest question no that's he's an architect of relationship and of love and of mm. um, community i think so he's maybe maybe they just tra- in translation it was lost he was actually an architect mm. and not so, a carpenter or maybe he just made longboards that's kind of what I was getting at is oh, i feel like <laughs> i feel like the wheel was definitely invented before Jesus bearings not entirely sure trucks yeah. not entirely sure yeah, who who would know metal screws we don't have to go there yeah but there's a chance that Jesus <laughs> was a carpenter and he built long boards by hand so that's amazing something to think about I there. love that I'm gonna put that in my back pocket there you, hey, there you go hey there you go yeah so, so that's the other thing about this podcast is we say a lot of stupid stuff on this podcast oh, I love so that if people so choose to take those things away you know, that's cool too. You no, know, anytime I do a podcast, I'm scared to listen to it again for fear of how many stupid things I said. Yes. Oh man. That's, that's, yeah. that's that funny. is the world I live in right now. <laughs> yeah. I it's listen funny. to every single podcast that do we you? put out and we put out three a week. So I'm listening to myself. You guys put out three a week. Yeah. Two two with interviews and one with us three. Just shooting the shit. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so epic. Yeah. yeah it's but nice. I want to get back into longboards. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Back to your longboard <laughs> your story. Your father was a carpenter. We didn't even I was get a carpenter <laughs> and a pastor. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I grew up just building things with my hands, working with wood. And I always thought that I would be some sort of like, um, I don't know, just do like blue collar work. Like I, lo- I love that kind of work. I love hard work. I love getting to the end of the day and seeing like what I built or what I made. And so um, I, I'm pretty handy. Like I can build, 
anything and i'm not like a big longboarder skater at all like i didn't grow up skateboarding i actually grew up um fruit what they call fruit booting rollerblading mm. do you know that they call them that i did I not know i actually thought it was like a der- derogatory term but i actually heard that like back in like the 80s um rollerblade actually put out a like um some sort of ad called like fruit booting i don't fruit really know booting. anyways <laughs> i rollerbladed and i was like i couldn't keep a skateboard under my feet for anything yeah. but then when i was like 15 or 16 longboards came to the midwest and i was like this is sick i don't have to like do tricks or like kickflips or all i can literally just cruise yep. and so i always love so grew up work on my hands love building i'm pretty handy and then um started longboarding when longboards came in the Midwest, but I'm not a huge skater. Like I'm a maker. Um, and mm. so that's where kind of making came in. And, um, the whole time I was in my band, I, I just wanted to be doing something more, something else. Cause I had so much free time, but all I would be doing is like sitting in the van, like driving or whatever, you know, 12 hour drives every day. Um, and so I always wanted to build a board. So in around 2014, when we were off the road for a bit, I just built a board and I gave it to a buddy. I surprised a buddy with it. And I posted a picture online. Um, and people just started ordering them. And people wow. haven't stopped. So I just keep making them. That's literally the, um, the kind of how the story goes. Is like um, I always say like nothing in my life came from my genius idea. It came from just saying yes. It came from like an opportunity coming and me like being like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go down that road. Um, and that was kind of how Ivy started. And when I was in the band, um, it was never about music. I mean, I love playing drums. I love getting on stage. But being on stage is like 20 to 30 minutes out of every night. That's like a tiny percentage of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always about people, you know, and travel and event. You know, the adventure of it all was incredible. But it was always just like people. Like music wasn't enough to keep me away from my friends and family for like months at a time. Um, it was always kind of like people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of carried that same idea into Ivy where I was like, yes, I'm going to build like a beautiful handcrafted product, but it's really just a catalyst to reach love, encourage and inspire people. Um, and that was my whole vision. Gotcha. So, so that's where the hashtag on the, uh, on your YouTube channel, it's a hashtag. It's about people. It's about people. Yeah. We're actually launching a campaign tomorrow. Um, this is a little insider. Um, we're launching a campaign tomorrow called it's about people. And that's a camp, you know, that's something we've been doing since the beginning of Ivy. It's about people, but this is more like taking an opportunity to take a stance against something, um, and, and then promote something. So kind of like taking the attention away from like just beautifully curated Instagram photos and just like putting more of the attention on like the people that make the community what it is. Mm. Um, and so I'm guilty of the, you know, the Instagram, like just making everything look beautiful and curated and algorithms and all this stuff. Um, and I'm just like, I'm so over that. Like, I just want to do something awesome. I just want to like be a brand that like promotes and loves, encourages people and like speaks raw, you know, and authentically and just like does whatever we want rather than worrying like, Oh, Mm -hmm. does that fit? Do those colors fit the Instagram? You know, it's just like so stupid. Right. Yeah. It's, it speaks to that authenticity too. Um, like you're saying, I think it's just, there's, there's so much of us out there now, mm. not just like the three of us or the four of us, but everybody, I mean, everybody's always, um, at least posting a couple times a year or something on Instagram. They're 
keeping up. Everybody's on the platform. There's just all kinds of different stuff that you're doing on your phone that is interacting with and so that is wild. shared. That is yeah. shared. And it it is so easy to tailor and curate that like really really good content. I mean, we we do it all the time, but a lot of it's just like videos of us mm-hmm. talking, you know. Yeah. Um and there's nothing wrong with it. No, like no, no. I'm not even saying like I love the world that we live in where we can share something live on right. Instagram right now and right. it's just us having a conversation and I think it's a beautiful way to, you know, share your life and your perspective and your journey. Mm-hmm. Um I think just a little every once in a while you just need a reset, you know. Right. And that's I think why it's you guys are going to Thailand. Exactly. exactly. I, I, that's happening. I yeah. am so. I, we're going to start figuring a way to make it, even w- maybe with the trip itself. I love it. I, That'd that, be so sick. There's something there. There's some sign. I, I, and I think Declan and I are in the same way when we, uh, when we see some things like like start piling up. Like you see some signs hit yeah, back yeah, and yeah. back. And you're like, that's 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 saying something. There's something, something here. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Here we need to do it. I and, love that. Uh, we talked about Thailand last week. We talked about going on the road and, and speaking to um, the the poverty potentially in um, some third world countries and stuff like that. Uh, cool. And just being um, kind of like the content creators to someone that's bigger than us. Yeah. And, uh, and then we saw, we see this on your website and, and maybe there's a, there's another thing that we're going to see, but we're always looking for signs. Totally. And uh, I think that's another aspect of uh, the hashtag. It's about people, right? It's, it's all about um, trying to, embrace that moment that you're living in because there's a lot of stresses out there and a lot of things pulling at you. Instagram's pulling at you, trying to tell you to be this certain person. Are there other things that are going to go along with the, it's about people movement other than kind of like the Instagram aspect? Yeah, it'll be like, I think I'm creating like a video. There'll be like a blog post that I actually like wrote up last night. It'll probably like trickle over to our website, but I mean, it's specific towards like, just kind of like, strictly aesthetic which is usually instagram you know it's just sure. like a strictly aesthetic platform mm-hmm. um and yeah so i'm i'm stoked and um we don't do like these huge crazy campaign things we just do like we're a small company you know so we're just doing like little things here and there and um everything we do is very like gorilla like i haven't spent a dollar on marketing ever until just recently um and i know that sounds so stupid because i'm like running a brand but like it's all been super organic in the way that the the Instagram has grown. Like the first year, I didn't even have like a website. I just had like an Instagram and an email address and people had to like email me to get a board. And so it was crazy. So like in the past couple of years, like now Instagram is just, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they just block like anything from being seen, especially for businesses because they want businesses to have to like pay to be seen. Mm. Um, so some stuff like that has changed with algorithm and whatever. And so we've had to start putting together like marketing budget and doing some of that. But like uh, before this, it's all just been very like uh, grassroots and like guerrilla type of marketing. Mm-hmm. I um, love that. Which is, which has been super fun. Um, but now I, I have a company called Honest Media as well. And so that's like a full-time job as well. So now um, I can't be as active on so Right now, I'm like building a team, and it's just everything's changing. It's different. So let's touch on that. What exactly is Honest Media, and what are you trying to get uh, attack with that in comparison to, or maybe even in relation to, with Ivy? Yeah, yeah. So Honest Media is a globally focused creative agency that our whole vision and goal is to propel brands that change the world. So a lot of the brands we work with are nonprofits. Um, we've worked with like WWF. 
Um, we work with a couple of nonprofits that work in the sector of like orphan care. Um, and so it's not that every client we ever work with is that, but that's like our vision and our goal. Um, and then from uh, Honest Media, we're launching our own brand called Godspeed the Honest, which is a network of creatives who are committed to using their influence for good, not gain. So like in a world where just media and marketing is just can be so dodgy um, and um, I think that more than ever our generation is aware of the needs in the world and they're looking for like innovative ways to like make change in those mm-hmm. worlds. So you think of like some of the brands like Tom's, you know, and all these like give back brands and Love Your Melon and all these brands who are like they're crushing as far as like just being a brand, but they're also like intentionally thinking about how they can give back and how they can make positive change in the world. So Godspeed the Honest is a network of creators that's like um, encouraging and propelling um, individuals like that um, who want to like use their influence for good, not gain. I love that. Yeah. I never thought of it that way of how the like the way we're all so connected now brings awareness to so many more problems which yeah brings awareness to so many more opportunities to totally them. the people that are willing to say yes and realize the the need that they're fulfilling is now their passion or their their business i yeah. never even thought about that because think about like think about back before like even in like the 90s or 2000s when you didn't even know like half the stuff that was going no on idea. around you, yeah. even in, in the, like the worst times in the world, we're looking at times where, you know, World War Two and uh, Vietnam, all these different times where like all you're hearing and all you're gaining is like through the radio. I think Vietnam was the first time where they people were physically seeing war, which then triggered all the the Cr- riots and all the different things, crazy. saying get these people out of there. Yeah. Um. So it's just crazy how like that kind of shared experience now that we all can have on a even in more intense level mm-hmm. as now kind of or hopefully like reverse that impact yeah yeah i think people like in the world i think people are generally we like in news and then like all that stuff like all you hear about is like bad but i actually think yeah. i think the opposite where like the world and people are are genuinely good and want to do good and want to help others and um, I think like the the movement of like doing good is only going to encourage more good because when you do good, all of a sudden you have purpose and then you're like, dang, like this feels really good. It's like a drug and you want to do more good. Um, and so, yeah, we just want to be a resource to those people. We want to, um, we're going to be doing like workshops and um, it's like we're a resource, we're a toolkit to these people who want to use their influence for good, not gain. Um, and yeah, so um, and then we have Honest Studios, which is a, a studio in the North Loop that people can rent out um, for like photo studio, video, or whatever. So that's Honest Media. Um, gotcha. And I'm that just started pieces like pieces now because okay, Nolan Rockers, who we mentioned, yeah, Opinion Clothing had yeah. the pop up shop, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were there. Were so, you really? Yeah, we, I was there. Okay, yeah, it was my birthday, but I, I just stopped in for like 20, 30 minutes and hung out for a bit, bought a t shirt. Mm-hmm. Very cool studio. Thank you. Very cool atmosphere. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you. Connect the dots. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Big windows. We are, what's that? Big windows. Yeah, the the windows are it. Mm -hmm. They make it a little awkward um, when you're doing a photo shoot. Like we've had people in there before um, doing photo shoots and all of a sudden someone's kind of like in a swimsuit or like, and we're all like, oh, oh, geez. 
it's like not like a private studio, you know what no, I mean? No, you're like it's on the corner like of like Washington, Washington and like Ninth Ninth yeah. Avenue, yeah. like very. It's, it's popping, and it's like thirty foot windows. So it's like oh, no yeah. wall at all. And you're oh, just kind of in there, like shooting. It's like plenty of opportunity for people to just be hanging out. Oh yeah, we get some <laughs> we get some hangers every now and then. It's That's cool. awesome. <laughs> no, it's great. People just walking out the street and we're like, "What's up? How's it going?" <laughs> Super That's fun. crazy. I man, I just I really appreciate like your intentions. It's just so obvious, and I um and it's so transparent too. And I what you were touching on earlier with your um new movement is just the idea of um this authenticity that you're you're carrying your brand with. I truly believe like that is what people are starting to yearn for more mm. like because they already know so much about you. They want to know like how you do it. Like how, how does this actually come together? What's the, what's really the core values too. And I think another thing too, where, you know, you're, you're sharing all this with everybody and you're doing all this good and you're seeing a lot of response from it too. That's only going to, fuel it so i i really appreciate the like the authentic approach because that's Dude, so important thanks so much for saying that man yeah i you know what's weird is like sometimes when people share it loses the authenticity so like um I, i've always I've, I've done a lot of me and my business partner have like gotten on planes and like flown to other like cities around the world or like hand deliver longboards and really? we never we've never showed it once until um this Last fall, we um, flew to California and hand-delivered a board to a girl uh, named Abby. She is um, 15, and she just gone through, like, cancer. And her mom contacted me and was like, I want to buy a board for my daughter. I'm like, and then she told me the story, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we're flying there, and we're going to hand-deliver it. And I, I always, you know, with that whole, like, doing good and the whole authenticity thing and the whole, like, want to be intentional, it, like, is such a struggle sometimes because it's like people can look at you and go, like, Oh, he's just doing that for PR. He's just doing that for this. And you really do have to like know in your own heart like that your heart is good and that your intentions are pure to really be able to fully like own that. Mm -hmm. um, but what came out of that was just so amazing. People just reaching out and people being like, I want to do that with my brand. And like, and so I think like what I would say to like an audience or to anyone is like, don't let what other people are going to say, say, stop you from doing something because it's like we need we need people that are just doing. We need people that are doing and sharing because in the sharing you're you're encouraging each other, you're lifting each other up, you're like inspiring each other. And like that's what all of us are doing, right? Like on social media. Like I hope that what I'm putting out is inspiring. And what you guys are doing put on a podcast like three times a week, it's not just to be more noise in the, in the world. Like we don't need more noise. Right. You guys are doing it to like, say something that like is going to be inspiring or encouraging or motivating or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's a interesting world, the world of like authenticity and like just Instagram and like the way we can just share like immediately mm. um, is so cool. And I, I want to like use it more. Um, I want to be like on more podcasts. I want to stop being, I guess I'm like in, I'm just like verbalizing, but like in the past I've been um, not wanted to do like podcasts or things like that because I'm like, oh, I don't want to seem this way. And like things like this encourage me because I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. It can just be like a sit down conversation just sharing your heart with a couple of people you just met. It's super cool. I love that. Oh, it's awesome. It's again, falling into the pieces, connecting the dots. And 
uh, Declan and I really strive to make these conversations super relaxed and just um, not interviews. They're mm -hmm. conversations. We love just articulating it that way. We uh, we we get surprised every single time someone walks through the gap uh, through the doors, and yeah. and we get to share these cool conversations from all walks of life. And yeah. it's it's cheesy when we say that when people are like, oh, you talk to all walks of life. Ooh, what does that no, mean? Dude, it's, no, it's it's people. It, it, it's yeah. all the people out there. Anyone totally. that reaches out to us, we try to book them and get them in the studio. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's wild, man. It's uh, so rad. I, I'm not, I'm like putting myself in that story of yours with you know going to deliver that longboard and like filming it and putting all the 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 b-roll or the bts to basically put that together and i kind of see what you're saying because it's like there is kind of like a fine line between like what your perception is i guess totally and and i love what you said in terms of like it's coming from a good place like the people that will be tuning in are knowing like oh dude steve's got a good heart like yeah, I understand. Like the action, like the headline is like obviously Steve is delivering a longboard to a girl with cancer. If you're discrediting that, like why? Why? Yeah. But at the same time, maybe sometimes people perceive that like as PR a PR stunt, stunt yeah. or whatever. And I, totally. I get that. But man, I just think that's like, not who you're doing it for. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That's exactly. something that we have to remind ourselves all the time. Yeah. Is sometimes people can and could perceive what we're doing like we're putting ourselves on pedestals. And that's like, yes, yes, we are. That's the last thing that we want. So tr being authentic and transparent and knowing that the content we're putting out there is the the truest intention is to make uh, an impact positively. Yeah. So totally. when, when you can remove like the oh, there's going to be that negative side of it and, and just truly appreciate the people that will enjoy and recognize the, yeah. the intent behind it, yeah. such as what you were just walking us through, then it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think like. Um, that's that's kind of why I said it because like you guys are obviously in a place where you're like putting out content. Anytime you're putting out, do you, do we we never like really stop and think about how vulnerable it is to put out content? It's insanely vulnerable, um, and it's it just opens us up to any kind of ridicule, ridicule or accusations or anything like that. And so like anyone that's doing that, I want to say that too. I want to be like, you know your heart, you know your intentions. Go by that. Who cares what anyone else is saying? Yes. Exactly. And so just like roll with that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, what you guys are doing is awesome. I love it. I was struggling with it for a while and uh, I spoke with my life coach about it and she was like, write down five people um, in your life that you, that their opinions you truly care about and what you're doing every day is kind of to, it, not to impress them, but you hold their opinions and their regards highly. And after doing that, I mean, there's, it's kind of just released all of like the, mm. those hundreds of people that I'm scared will see me negatively. And I'd love if so, like it was from um uh, what was her name? I'm blanking. This is not she took it from someone else, but uh it'll be in the show notes, we'll say that. Uh this okay. uh, this five uh opinions oh, okay. uh, of someone. But, but uh, I, I was gonna even go a step further where it's like um it was really it's it's cool to see like the positives of vulnerability too. Like Gary V. Andrew always quotes this one. It's like if you're looking for bad, you'll be able to find it. No problem. Totally. If you're looking for good, you'll be able to find it. No problem. All I'm asking is what the fuck are you looking for? Mm. And it goes strictly back to that. Like we were taught, like we've had, I don't know how many podcasts this season, but we ran into someone who's listened to every single one Dang. and she knew everything about us. And it was so cool to sit down and talk with her. I just got off the phone with my dad an hour ago and he doesn't have to ask a single question because every time he's flying 
uh, for traveling for work, he's tuning into the podcast and so all he has to do is ask me questions about, you know, something I said on the back end show or ask me about Jack Burke, who's a, our roommate right over here who he's never even met. Like, it's so cool how listening to someone is like, honestly, one of the like easiest way to communicate experiences on a deep level, yeah. on a deep level. Like you can, if, if everybody watched my Instagram stories for the last since January versus listen or in versus like listening to every word I've said on podcasting. I mean, dude, you're going to get entirely different person, right? Yeah. It's weird. It's just cool that this is like a platform where you can have these conversations and then you can do pretty much whatever you want with it. Yeah. You just kind of want everybody to get back here because maybe it gets lost along the way in the woods, in the thick, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's an adventure. It is an adventure. I do want to touch on that, which is a great transition. Like, are you going to ask him, like, what kind of adventures are we going on here? I would like to ask um, how you define adventure because you're going on all these different. You're putting yourself in these crazy situations, which is really cool. And I'm kind of curious how you define uh, adventure itself. Yeah. Um, I always say the, the tagline for Ivy Adventures is live your adventure. And that's like not that's like live your adventure, whatever, whatever that is. So if that means like going and exploring the city that you live in. Or like going across a world, like just live that, just like do it. Like I've never been up in the Fauche Tower, or like I've never done a lot of things right here in Minneapolis that are like super epic, because it's like my backyard, and I'm I'm thinking like I want to go out of the country, I want to go wherever. Um, so like living your adventure is more just about like getting out of your comfort zone, mm. and it's like, um. It's, it doesn't have to be one or anything specific. I, um, I have this crazy story that when I, when I was living in Thailand, um, this man, this Iranian man named Ali from Bali contacted me and he was in prison for life. He was in Karabokan prison in Bali, which is like a pretty heavy place. And he was in prison for life and he was like, yeah, we had like some ministry team come through here a couple months ago and I got your name as someone who knows how to build longboards. And I was like, yeah, dude, I, I know how to build longboards. And he had a phone because in Bali, in prison in Bali, like, I mean, you can bribe the guards with anything. You can buy your own freedom for a couple of days or whatever. So he had a phone that he had, you know, got smuggled in or whatever. Anyway, so he's messaging me on Facebook. I'm not even kidding. And he goes, I want to learn how to build longboards. And this man who was in prison for life was still trying to like learn and grow and better himself. And so I was in Thailand at the time, which was like oh, not that far away. And I was like, I'll tell you what, if you can get me inside the prison doors, like I will come and teach you how to build longboards. And he was like, yeah, done. And so I ended up going to Bali um, and he, he got me in prison. And so I'm just like shoulder to shoulder with inmates and people and i got to teach him how to build a longboard and so like that wasn't that wasn't like you know you know adventure can be seen as like skydiving or something really wild that's like another a whole nother like level you know it's just a totally different thing um and so like i just go adventures just saying like yes to the things that scare the shit out of you like that's what i would see adventure as is just like being like why would i travel why would i spend the money and the time and the energy to go from Thailand to Bali to teach some man in prison how to build longboards. But it's like that was like one of the biggest adventures I've ever had. And during that trip, like a prison riot broke out 
and like a bunch of people were killed and I, I wasn't allowed to go back in the prison and I like took my scooter that I had rented, went down the beach and I put my um, hammock up in these trees and a tropical storm hit that night and I, I like had to like go to a rice paddy and find a hut to sit in and I was like shivering all night. I just had the craziest adventure and so I think like adventure is defined as the unexpected like or how it defined as or like, survival yeah survival would be like <laughs> a part of adventure and so really like in my life again i i've never um most of the opportunities that i've come across were not because i was like geniusly architecting my life um you know getting a facebook message from a iranian man in prison in bali is not something i could ever architect um but i had that opportunity because i said yes and so, like, in my life, like, I think it, the the thrill of the adventure is just saying yes to, like, things that come and just seeing where it takes you. Um, wow. Yeah. This story maybe, you know, could have gone a totally different way where it didn't turn out so crazy, but it did. And now I have that experience. And I have that, like, you know, and, and the people I met in prison were just, like, uh, fascinating, you know, and, and incredible. I was in a room that was probably, like five or six times the size of this. It was like a decent sized room, like maybe 20 by 30 foot room and really tall ceilings. And, um, the art on the walls was just like, it was insane. It was like pictures of like ships on an ocean and like, just like really, really detailed, beautiful pictures. And there's just these dudes, like these hardened, like, you know, tattooed, like criminal looking dudes. I'm tattooed. So I, that tattoos don't have any correlation with criminal. I'm sorry for saying that, but I'm just saying <laughs> these just put himself in a box. No, these <laughs> dudes were. I mean, these guys were in prison though. So, anyways, they're sitting there on these little stools painting, and I was just like, "How is every single person here such an insane artist?" And Ali looks at me and he goes, "If you do something long enough, you can be good at anything." And I was like, these dudes have been in prison for years and years and years and years. So they just like, oh, I'll take up painting. And it just made me think like, you know, when, when uh, whenever you like try something and you're not good at it, like immediately, you're like, I suck. You're like, I can't do this. I'm bad at this. It's like, if you do something long enough, like you can be good at anything. Mm-hmm. That was just, and it, that was just one of, you know, multiple experiences I had on that trip that were just yeah. like, just like crazy this story that you're sharing furthers what i was telling declan um just an hour ago <laughs> was how your walter mitty have you seen the the <laughs> yeah. movie the secret life of walter yeah, mitty yeah this is just another like story it's just kind of like out of the blue type thing that you, I love you that. The, un, uh, the unexpected the adventure yeah. of unexpected uh, Dude, some of the quotes in that film um to see behind walls to i i don't remember the one there's one of the quotes in that a movie that just is like so freaking good. The best one is let's just call it a ghost cat, Walter Mitty, and he's he doesn't take the photo of that ghost cat that he's I been waiting. I love that dude. Mm-hmm. It's so good. He's been sitting there for like you know hours and days, days and some, weeks, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and he decides not to take it. I think that is so cool. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, man. So, if you can like, there's so many times I pull up my camera. Like the the Aquatennial fireworks were just here the other day, um, on Friday or Saturday night. And there's a moment I was watching him and I just went, oh, and then I just like, I was like, that's so stupid. Like that is literally, I will never watch it ever again. If I take a video, I'm just going to like enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's so many times I like go to take out my phone and I just go, nope, it won't do it. It won't matter. Oh, that is something that I struggle with, dude. Like I want to capture everything. Totally. Oh, yeah. I always, I, mean, I just, yeah. it's that same motor movement of like, that's dope. 
hold on. You yeah. Know, like, let me take this photo. But yeah, I want to challenge myself more in that regard of just like live it, man. But capturing is also so beautiful, you know? So it's like, it is to have a tool that Sometimes. can take such great photos. Yes. Um, I, I was in, uh, like I was on a backcountry hiking trip last week um filming um some like like some climbing um this guy i know took his five-year-old son um to, to summit a twelve thousand foot peak called pingora was this in um, wyoming yeah it's in the wind river gorge mm-hmm. and it's just crazy backcountry it's like 11 mile hike in and then you're in there it's just like it looks out of a like something of a coloring book she's she's crazy peaks um and my phone ended up dying and I had like obviously my camera that I was like shooting video on and stuff, my Canon. Um, but like when, when this dies, it's like, it's the best thing because you don't even have to, you don't even have the option. You know, you just go like, okay, I just, all I can do is just enjoy this, you know, just like take it in. I want to ask you about that trip. How did you fall into an experience where you're hiking with a five-year-old and a seven-year-old? Correct. Yeah. And you're going through, these 12,000 the foot gorge. Yeah. The 12,000 foot gorge. Yeah. Uh, mountain with these, how does you, how do you get in that situation? Yeah. I, there's this guy I know um, named Joe Baker and Joe Baker is a wild man. He's a climber. He's a, he actually runs an organization that honest media now works for, um, does some work for you. So they're a client. Um, but Joe outside of his organization, he's just like a climber, a crazy dude, family man. And um, he wanted to take his five-year-old son on this. He's, you know, he's been, the kid's been climbing since he was two and three, you know. So he's, you know, five, but you know, and he's like just this little, like crazy little kid. But he's like a great climber. Um, and so Joe was like, I want Sammy to be the first kid to summit Pingora, um, which is um, a lot of people, I guess. I didn't know about it, but I'm not like a crazy backpacker, backcountry climber. But Joe is basically saying like pretty much only like climbers know about this area, which is called Circle of the Towers. It's in Wind Rivers, but it's like this area with like this kind of like half circle of um, peaks that you can summit um, mm. called Circle of the Towers. Um, and so he wanted to make like a little like mini documentary about it, about his kid um, climbing Pingora. And then um, one of his good buddies, Luke, and his daughter, Gemma, who's seven, um, came and did as well. So, gotcha. yeah, it just, I don't know, dude. I don't know how these, it was wild, <laughs> dude. It was so insane. Um, it was a lot of fun. Again, I'm not like a crazy backcountry, but like I am, uh, I, I am an opportunist, you know, where I, where I'll mm-hmm. say yes. To if something's like looks crazy or like wild or possibly I can't do it. Like I'll be like, yeah, I want to try. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obviously still sick from from the whole thing but i was sharing a tent with joe and his son and so there's like a five-year-old like coughing and sneezing in my face the whole time so yeah that's a problem a little bit kids carry sicknesses that's just that's the fault yeah no seriously like all the sicknesses yes yeah it's crazy (laughs) they're just building up their immune system for later so they can be more like us us yeah except somehow they still get us sick because they carry new things yeah i don't know where they get i don't know where these kids get it now they find them they find them. They figure in, yeah. They pick it up. Because they're just, they're also saying yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- totally. Yeah. They're also saying yes. That, they're also saying yes. Yeah. Do you think like, um, something about nature, I feel like, brings out those experiences and allows us to kind of access a different part of our brain almost. Like, I feel like it's, 
and I, I also feel like we're doing that now with the way we're living compared to how like our ancestors may have lived, mm-hmm. but being able to tap back into maybe something of evolutionary that has been part of us for so long. Do you think that you've, cause you've been doing all these kind of experiences for so long. Do you feel yourself like in a different mindset or a mind state when you're on these experiences versus like the, the thick of your businesses when you're i guess here doing something routinely totally dude i don't and i don't know you know okay first like i'm not like a big nature person i mean i go to the boundary waters every year with my dad i i am like a nature person i'm not like someone i'm not like a rei dude like i'm not like i'm gonna go get all the gear and go camping and like i love doing that stuff but it's not like i'm not like an outdoorsy dude sure um but yes, I do think that. So I. So that being said, I don't care if you're an outdoorsy person or not. I do think there's something about nature that just like accesses a different part of your brain where you're just like able to. And maybe it's just it's nature, but it's also like being unplugged. Um, you you know, like my knee jerk reaction to everything is like pick up the phone, open it. Um, when you're in nature, when you're experiencing things like that, you just don't have that like muscle memory. To pick mm-hmm. up the phone, you just I do I don't at least. So like um, my muscle memory doesn't just go pick up the phone for no reason and open it and see what's happening as if yeah. a lot could have happened in the last five minutes from the last five five minutes ago when I picked it up. But when I'm in nature, I just don't have that like muscle memory reaction. Um, and then like what you're saying about like just in a different mental state um, of being like around honest and I mean just like everything that has to get done in a day like all the things that need to happen, the posts that need to go out, the like clients we got to respond to, the like all this stuff. Um, totally, 100%. Like you, we can't possibly, um, we can't possibly keep like a clear like state of mind when we have so much happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many like leaders, like high level leaders, entrepreneurs, um, that own massive businesses that take a week every year just to be bored, just to try and like not give themselves something to do. Um, and I, I think it's so smart. It's so brilliant. Cause it's like, how can we like dream if we're never bored? You know, it's like, how Dude. can we like imagine if we're never bored? How can we like, you know, create vision if we're never bored? Yep. Um, you need to like create that space to be able to, um, and that's something I'm, I'm bad at because I'm always like going, going, going. Right. And yeah, this is like something I, I, I have a lot of people come to me all the time and they see that I'm like, you know, doing Ivy and honest and I'm always busy and the language they try to like use with me is like, I'm like, dude, how's it going? They're like, I'm great, man. I'm just crushing. I'm just grinding and I'm just hustling. And they're like, it's all about the hustle, man. And I'm just like, no, it's not, dude. Like, and I say that and I'm like, it's not about the hustle. I actually did a YouTube video, um, that that's titled, it's not about the hustle. Cause in the hustle, you don't see the needs of the people around you. You don't spend time with your parents who are like getting older and aren't going to be around forever. You don't see the woman on the street that needs a meal. You don't see like your friends around you that are struggling with anxiety or depression. You're just in the hustle. And so you can't. A, you can't dream, you can't create vision, but you also don't see like the things that are right in front of you because you're just so busy. And that's something like I want to like work hard to do in my life is like 
Yeah, and it, it, it it's like conflicting, right? Because I want to achieve great things in my lifetime, and I, I hope I do. Um, we all do, I think. You know, I think we want to do something meaningful and like leave something impactful in the world. Um, but at the same time, I just want to be a hermit sometimes and just like be present with the people around me. Mm. So I think it's like a matter of balance, just figuring out like, dang, how do I, you know, achieve great things and like, you know, go to Thailand and leave a mark there and go here and do this and go here and do this, but also be present with like the people in front of me. Right. Um, and that's like the big question. I, I'm not going to pretend to even, even pretend to have it figured out because I don't. Yeah. But I would but say like, like, sorry, but just like think about the idea of what you just said, man. Like you're asking yourself, you know, in quotes, like the big question of like, how can I be great? You wake up every single day and you ask yourself, how can I be great? That's it. You've won. You've done it. Yeah. You're, 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 the th- opportunities that are coming your way are because you're questioning, how can I be great every single day? Mm-hmm. And you're recognizing like, oh, maybe I'd be better here. Maybe I can do something here. Maybe I can go to Thailand and help people there. You're doing it. Thank you. You're, you're doing it. That's exactly it, man. And and you're never going to answer that question, right? Totally. Yeah. You're never going to answer that question because after you accomplish something great in Thailand, oh, there's one more thing I can do. Yeah. That's also great. Yeah. That's and the then there's the other side of the question though, is like, how can I be present? You know, so it's like, that's yeah. the, like, that's the kicker, you mm. know, um, how can you, know, you be presently great? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And I, and I think it's just like a matter of balance and a matter of knowing when to like, just go and push through and do the thing. Um, and when to just like sit down with, you know, that person that needs just like a tiny bit of attention and love, mm. um, and just kind of like figuring that out for yourself and that's like like a that's not like a question anyone can answer it's just like um i guess it's a matter of self-awareness probably so it's and it's a it's and that's the there's like so much beauty in it there's so much struggle in it the anxiety in it that's it, something that you can't be answered declan mentioned that already there's no answer there's no right or wrong way to go about it but constantly reminding yourself is probably the the best way the healthiest way to go about it um and before I get to some of the back pocket core questions, the back end of our show, I'd love to give Ty, our intern here, a chance to ask a question here. You got anything, Ty? Yeah, I do. I always have something. Don't worry. I know you do. I'm ready. So, so you talked a lot about you being, or you haven't talked about it directly, but you're just, you seem very comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And it's been something that I've been thinking a lot about from like the standpoint of career and entrepreneurship and stuff. Like how willing am I to sacrifice comfort for the mm-hmm. sake of, you know, my dream or whatever it may be. Can you track back this comfortability in these uncomfortable situations in your own life to something that maybe the way you were raised or circumstances when you were younger, but why are you, why do you seem to be so comfortable in these situations where most people might just be freaking out? Yeah, that's like, that's actually something I've been asked a bit lately. And I, I don't know if I have like a direct, such a good question, dude. Holy crap. Thank you. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> So why are we hiring um, him? Yeah, he's the man over here. He is. Just the, just a I banger. Early. Yeah. <laughs> per question. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Anyways. Um, okay, I remember when I was um, 18 years old, the band that I was in broke up, like any local band when you're 18 years old and everyone's going like, oh, I'm going to college, see ya, um, broke up. And I, was, I just remember being like, no one at my age is serious about music, I'm done. And so I went out, I got a great job, I bought a house at 20, 
um, I was like, this is it. I'm going to, you know, I guess music is kind of like not part of my life right now. I'm just going to do, I'm just going to make money. Like, that's just what you do in life. You make money. And I remember um, just being like, by the time I'm 25, I want to own five homes. That was like my goal. And I'm just going to like do real estate. And I'm going to, I worked in machine shop at the time where I did like high precision machining, programming and stuff like that. Um, and just machine running machines. Um, and, uh, when I was 21, a band asked me to play drums with them. <coughs> and, um, and I, I was like, oh, if I don't give this a shot, I'm probably going to regret it. And so I said, sure, I'll play drums. And, you know, a couple years later I found myself, um, not owning five homes, um, not having a lot of money. Um, but I was happy. And I just remember going like, not that what I was doing before, that wasn't like necessarily not happiness. I just remember being like, whoa, I have nothing but I'm happy. I always want to be able to be, I always want to be open. And and there and it, that could have been a couple of things. It could have been like a coping mechanism because when you're in a band, like money wasn't in view for a long time. So I just went like, I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm good. You know, and that's something I'm still like working through is like not like hating money because then I moved to Thailand where people have nothing and they're happy and I'm like dang like money is just like I don't want it you know it's so stupid that's a bad mindset when you're trying to run a business by the way um (laughs) to have but I just didn't know how to like work through it I was just trying to like I'm a slow learner and I admittedly like I just I learn things very deeply but very slowly um and so the whole money conversation I was just like I don't know how to like deal with this but I found myself dirt broke, um, but very happy. And so I just went like, okay, like this is what I want my life to be. I want it to be a series of like just being like, yes, I'm going to go for that, whether money's in the picture or not. Um, and again, I think that allowed me so many opportunities because, and then I just became comfortable with, you know, like even now in my life, if I got like a nice apartment and a car and I was like, doing you know really well um i would probably get like a little bit i'd probably change i'd probably get a little bit comfortable and i don't even know if that'd be good or bad or whatever i actually am looking at apartments right now which is like the first time ever since i sold my house um in 2015 i built a tiny home out in the country and so i lived in the tiny home for a while and then i moved to thailand and then i moved back into the tiny home for a bit when i came back here and then i lived in my shop and so i haven't had like a home for like you know four years, four and a half years now. Um, and so the whole idea of being uncomfortable, like you can go, I think in ebb and flow of that, you can go and like, you know, I think I probably, it probably would benefit me to have, um, an apartment for like a year. You know, I'm right now I'm, I'm looking at either a sprinter van, um, or an apartment. So I'm kind of like, we'll mm. see where I land. Where, but, are you, um, where are you leaning? Uh, I don't. I'm right, not, in, the right middle, in the middle. Man. Okay. I mean, I've, I've I mean, known you for like an hour. I would say you're gonna end up choosing the Sprinter van. See, and that's like the general like direction of my life. But that's almost why I'm going. Like, you know what? I wonder what getting a place call, that I could call home mm. would do to me. Mm. Like, just in the way of like establishing something, like, put my feet down for a second, having a place to shower. I shower at a gym, dude. It's like I'm a dirt bag. You know what I mean? So like. <laughs> I think like the idea of being uncomfortable, I don't know how to answer that, but I think that if you want to achieve anything 
um, grant in your life, it it could and should require some level of uncomfortability. Um, and I think that I, um, I think that I somehow came across being able to be uncomfortable just because of my personality probably. Um, I grew up in a big home, you know, six kids. And so, um, you know, and my dad was a pastor. We didn't have a ton of money. I never went like hungry. I never felt cold or I never, you know, it's like the heat was always on, but you're just like, you just have to roll with the punches when there's a family that big, you're, you know, your dad isn't always there to immediately give you attention. Your mom is always there to immediately give you attention. So you just like, you know, you just kind of roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that's where some of that came from. But I think it's just like anything. It's um, you learn it, too. Um, and so being in the band, you know, and sleeping on the floors and not making money was, you know, uncomfortable. Um, but I loved it because it was like for something bigger than just sleeping on the floor. And with Ivy, you know, like I've sacrificed a lot and I love it because it's for something bigger. And going back to what I said before, I think anything that means anything should require some level of sacrifice. Mm. And that's usually uncomfortable. Um, I love that, man. Because it'll just mean more. Dude, this is incredible. And and it's not every day that we get to have these type of conversations because there's a lot more um structure to a lot of other people's lives they have a lot of um boxes they like to check and things they like to talk about and those are awesome i'm not down devaluing that by any means right and i would and to further your point i would not encourage people i hope that people don't listen to me and go like oh that cock like he thinks ever i don't think people should like i don't think that i'm like right or wrong i just think that's like it's a path i've chosen and so i would hope that people would live differently than me Mm because I'm a dirtbag. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen those those like the van life videos on YouTube? I'm I'm addicted to like van, van life, life videos yeah, on yeah. YouTube and tiny home videos on YouTube. Like that's that's oh, my shit. Those videos are so good. Yes, it's so dreamy. It's a little bit more dreamy in California, um, mm, where sure. there's not snow yeah, eight months of the year. Here. But yeah, I'm Damn. sorry to interrupt you. No, it, no, it's it's you took it in the direction that it was intended to, and that's it's awesome that. Because I surround, we surround ourselves with a lot of people that are have a formulated kind of plan. Um, you know, we ne- don't necessarily have a five year plan, but we have in a way that we kind of want to attack it. And there, are, yeah. there are some there's some paths that we're going down. It's pretty loose ended. We live in this house. We have there's some more structure to something. I don't know. We do the dishes. We do the dishes. A lot. Yeah, it's uh, great. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, a good like, start. Yeah, <laughs> I think though, like to your point though, Andrew, I think one thing that just like I am and all of us are so grateful for with this podcast is we're having conversations constantly with all these different people like yourself who all these dirtbags like you are <laughs> who are just like delivering honest to god new perspectives that like i would have wouldn't have known otherwise yeah and so when i'm when you're able to like, share these experiences and communicate and just talk through all these different things of what you're doing and how you've lived your life that helps me just like understand that that's an a route or that's a a couple different things in your story i could use that and like oh maybe i'll go to thailand or maybe i'll do this or maybe i'll like go and live in a tiny home i didn't even know what a tiny home was before that and then yeah. now here's us telling you like yeah man apartment's not that bad and it's so funny to say confidently like you would be the first uncomfortable man that would buy an apartment so good work yeah yeah no it's it's everyone's different yeah everyone's different dude yeah and i think it, it honestly comes down to what you're saying is structure I'm not inspired by structure. 
Like I could have a, a nice apartment. I don't, I love that I live in my shop. I love the story of it. I love the grittiness of it. Um, I, I could drive a nicer car than I, I don't have. My car is broken down right now. It has been for like six months. You got but a sweet summer, bike out so there, I just though. ride a motorcycle. Yeah, like I don't need a car. And so like I'm not inspired. I'm not motivated. I'm not like um, intrigued by structure. And that's the only reason I don't exercise is because it doesn't like, um, it doesn't inspire me. And I don't want to be doing anything that doesn't yeah. inspire me. I want every aspect of my life to be mine and mm. interesting and different. Okay. Um, That's awesome. So I don't know what th- that means if I'll get the van or the apartment, but we'll, <laughs> we'll keep moving forward. Yeah, and hey, we'll figure it out. At this You'll point, at yeah. this point, being comfortable is uncomfortable for me. So maybe that's the move. Getting an apartment yeah. would be really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, what do I? I what do you shower? do with the? To- what do you do with the shower? Like, yeah. I don't know if you know how to do like any normal, just like run of the mill structured house chores. Yeah, like no, that's totally. a blatant assumption on my end. No, it's a I'm just pretty wondering. fair one. Like, I'm a pretty <laughs> awful cook. I can grill. Um, so as long as nice. I have a deck with a grill, great. But yeah, I, I mean, like, would I literally have to clean my shower like once every couple of weeks? It's well, just like uh, that just feels like so much energy burn. Yeah, we you know? we cleaned our shower for the first time. Dude, we uh, <laughs> you did. Yeah, but I cleaned the rest you, of the bathroom. You cleaned the rest of the bathroom. We cleaned our we cleaned our bathroom. I just yeah. cleaned the shower last night. Yeah. Yeah. But we cleaned our bathroom for the first time in way too long. That is by far our average quality is keeping up the bathroom maintenance. Mm. And this is a question we get to ask every single guest is the average quality question. We tagline ourselves as two wildly average guys with an extraordinary passion to have conversations with people such as yourself. So sick. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we ask every single guest, what is their average quality? It's something you do well at times and other times not so well. At the end of the day, it's your average quality. So Steve... What is your average quality? Having conversed with me for the past hour, what would you guys say it is? Ooh, sweet. <laughs> I just flipped because I didn't know how to answer it. But Oh, well, let, let's answer. Yeah, uh, let's do it. You, you, you can start. I mean, we pretty much just touched on it, but living in structure or maybe... Um, oh, man. Yeah, living in structure and, like, bal- and balancing the the present moment with the the future mm. aspirations and ultimate achievements that you want that's it that would be your, my, your average quality in my opinion yeah and i don't know and this is just from an hour conversation with you right mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and, the, and the things that you shared with me today don't um, offend the, me the constant battle of knowing what you're doing is of all this value and all this all this great and 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 fighting that with something like am i am i commercializing it mm. um there's that just kind of give and take relationship of fight f- trying that fine line of make making sure that you're yourself through it all because of all the social media out there all the pr things out there yeah and uh i think that could be an, an average quality that's not a bad thing it's just a thing that you get to play every single day totally i would say that those are both great answers by the way mm-hmm. um do you have one yeah i mean i would to farther andrew's point i would say trying to put a business or like a monetization mechanism behind what you're passionate about like sitting here talking or listening to you guys talk seems like you're very passionate about everything that goes into ivy or honest media or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's the fact that you have to 
make a business out Monetize of that. It. Right. Like, Ooh, you, that is like so you even, good. I'm so crap right? at that. Like you even, <laughs> you even said like your mindset of not needing money is a terrible way to run a business, but yeah. it's the way you have to run a business. So totally. Yeah. That would, that would be my answer. Oh dude, that's, that's it right there. That, that takes a cake. Cause I, that's like the struggle every day. I'm like, I'm such, this is why I'm like good in business because I don't, care about business mm. and so it you know like i always say like i don't have business relationships i just have relationships and and so that's like connected to me to so many people and we just have these incredible relationships that aren't tainted by business but i own a couple businesses so it's like shit yeah um Get so together, yeah Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really bad at um, monetization especially with like longboards because i just want to i want to build good quality longboards and i i only i'm the only one that builds those i would go um i was gonna answer that everything i do is my average quality i'm like a i'm like a jack of all trades master of none i don't have that drive to be the best um at a lot of tasks i want to be the best like person i can be the best like impact like change maker i can be and all that but when it comes to like tasks like i when i was a drummer i was never like i don't want to be the best drummer i just want to be like everyone's like i just want to go out and meet everyone that came to the show and be like their best friend you know it's like i always had that drive to like be personable with people and just show intentionality with people but i never had the drive to be like the best drummer i want to be good you know um that's like with a lot of things is snowboarding or something like that. Like the first time I went snowboarding, I could like do tricks and stuff, but I haven't, I haven't excelled since then. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I feel like a lot of things I do. Um, I just don't things like that. I don't have the drive mm -hmm. to be like the best in the world. Um, yeah. And when you're trying to be the best, there are moments when, um, you put too much pressure on yourself and, and it becomes stress. And this is our next question we love to ask is what's in your back pocket when these moments occur and anxiety is rising? What do you like to draw out to overcome these situations out of your back pocket? Yeah, I would say that my magic is not me. It's the people around me. Mm. Um, and so like the magic um, that anyone experiences through anything I say or do isn't actually like coming from me. It's coming from the people that I've like placed around myself. Mm -hmm. So like in Ivy, like, yeah, I'm kind of the face, but like Corey Bracken, my business partner is like the most incredible dude, encouraging, like just supporting dude ever. Um, my sister is part owner in the brand. Um, there's a girl named Madison that works with us and does like brand managing and like marketing. Um, and then Alexander, um, now just actually recently took over social. Um, they're like the magic because I just get so wild and like, you know, this like kind of um, just like visionary, like just floaty head in the clouds type of thing. Mm -hmm. And like they're the ones who help just actually bring ideas to reality um, with honest media. Like my business partners are like uh, none. We always admit like none of us could do what we're doing on our own, but together we're able to. Mm. Um, and I actually kind of always want to put myself in those situations because if I only ever do something as big as or as capable as like who I am, like I won't do much of anything. Um, and so I would say that um, what's in my back pocket is just like the people around me, the incredible people who are able to pull some of those things out of me and like 
make them a reality. Um, That's and then and then are just there when I'm like sucking. You know, they're just like they're encouraging me, and I answer to them. Like in my business in Ivy, like I don't. I hope like no one feel or I know no one feels the answer to me. Like I answer to them. Like in the way that they know their roles, and then I'm just there to support them. That's it. Um, and cast vision, mm-hmm. and you know, so you're um, the enabler. That's it. That's exactly it, man. I that's love that. It. Yeah. It's freaking sweet. You're the you're the hype man. That's that's what that's and you're, what and I'm you're leading at. by just being yourself. I hope so. The people yeah, and the people that are uh, on your team are the ones who are stoked about it. They're like, yeah, I'd go to war for Steve, dude. And that just so happens to be yeah. Your business. The team is insane. Yeah, they're so good. I think one um, thing though um, that would really help you that I just jumped into my mind is the podcast that we just did with Josh Scheffner, season three, episode twenty five. He had. He is in like one of the most interesting positions right now where he is turning his do good company, which is taking waste uh, product that's overgrown and over farmed in Africa, such as mangoes or Hmm. coconuts or things that these farmers like tangibly produce 50% more than they can sell. He's taking that waste product and turning it into product and Hmm. using the African or enabling the African farmers and the women and everybody there to then create these products like sun-dried mangoes, like charcoal. So uh, cool. Like, he's just finding a million products. Amazing. Anyway, so uh, he's in, like, an accelerator, entrepreneur accelerator program, and he's finding these capitalist investor people that are like, oh, I love this because there's so many products and there's tons of money. And they're asking him, like, okay, you are so motivated and passionate about doing good. There's so many good things in there, but how are you going to make my money back? And then his answer is exactly what I think you need, which is basically if you're you're continuing to do good and you're continuing to take advantage of these opportunities, you're going to put yourself in better situations for yourself and for hopefully the company to then succeed. Yeah. And so he uses all these different examples of like honest tea and all these different brands who have done that, maybe like a Tom's or we yeah. all know all kinds of successful do good brands. So the consistency, which you have been, will will hopefully take over one day and people no, will start to recognize that. That's so true. And I think that like, you know, for God's be the honest, that, that network of creatives that I talked mm-hmm. about earlier from honest media, yeah. um, the tagline is for good night gain. Yeah. The goal isn't to not make money. Like it's just to put the focus of what you do has to be good. Yes. And then mass actually more gain will come, you yep. know, like then if you weren't focused on good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that even though I haven't experienced it fully, like, yeah, I, there's also this thing like, yeah, like I, there's so many things that I just see and I believe even if I haven't experienced them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like one of the things is just like this core, like guiding thing that we, I think more people um, are learning to like let guide them. Yeah. versus like what they've seen before like i think more people are operating in this idea that like just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean or just because i don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist yeah. mm-hmm. and they're operating more in that like mindset of it's like curiosity yeah it's so good reciprocal altruism with caleb van diemen season three <laughs> episode 12 he uh he talks about giving back without expectations in return yeah. and then you receive the, the most return you uh 
you ever had because it wasn't intended. That's the same type of thing that you're sharing with us today. I love these moments. Um, So so to tap back into kind of your back pocket is all of these people around you that help you be who you are. And I'm curious, and Declan is too, is there anyone in that circle or maybe anyone out there that you want on the show that we can tap into that you want to challenge us with and uh, continue down the the path of Steven and and, yeah. uh, and Ivy brand cool I got two people is that cool yes okay the first one is Jeremy Bardwell um, he's actually the founder of honest media so he's my business partner um, but he's a riot like you guys would have a blast with him he's just like dude the way that guy thinks is just like what is even happening like he's just a nut he's ultra creative um, can be ultra spacey, just very like head in the clouds, just like dreamer. But some of the analogies he comes up with and some of the, just the things he Ooh. says are just like, dude, how are you even, what's even happening? Yeah. It sounds like um, a podcast guest. We need no, to seriously. That's good for podcasting. Everything yeah. you just explained there. Yes. He's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. He's, he's 34, has five kids, had twins at 11 or twins at 22. Um, they're 11 now. Um, yeah, like he's just a freak. He's, he's the coolest. Jeremy um, Bardwell. Jeremy Bardwell. Challenge accepted. Yes. Second one. Uh, Jason Kuntz. Um, he is at, he works for 3M, but then he has an organization that I believe he founded called Best Christmas Ever. Um, I've heard yes. of this for yeah, sure. No, he's, yes. uh, friends with Giselle. He's the one that comments on your LinkedIn all the time. Oh yeah. I know who this guy, I Jason. knew I recognized that Blonde. name. It's got like um, curly kind of hair, right? It's like wavy. Yeah, wavy. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just like so smooth. He's just like the he's coolest smooth. person. He walks yeah, in smooth and you're just is a like, great word. take my wallet, my iPhone, take it. Like you just want to like, yeah, he's so epic. He's he's awesome. Anyways, he's just this dude that's like insanely successful in sales. But then like he's taken his like extra time and energy to run this organization called best Christmas ever, which like creates these amazing experiences for families in need around Christmas. And they're not giving families like a hundred dollar Walmart gift card and a smack on the ass. They're like actually like changing their lives. You know what I mean? They're just like, here you go. Have a Merry Christmas. They're like, you know, raising tons of money and giving like huge gifts that actually like alter the lives of these people. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, Any examples of like gifts? that have been given. um i know like this one family i i i'm not super close to the organization i'm pretty close to jason and last year i helped out with their um their like uh fundraiser gala type thing um but i know like this someone needed like a um some sort of like crazy high-tech wheelchair thing like electric and all mm. that they like got it from i mean i know they raise anywhere from five to fifty thousand dollars for families whoa that's um, super cool yeah it's like again it's not like just like this little like oh here's a walmart gift card enjoy right. that one <laughs> you know <laughs> the slap on the ass dude. yeah yeah just a little yeah that's um, incredible they actually like changed lives um and dude. jason is insane and he would be so great on this podcast challenge accepted and, yeah and how did you know he commented on my linkedin that's the no, best christmas ever uh, <laughs> giselle for sure has put us in touch no i talked to him he was at media bridge oh. and he told me what he does he didn't okay. talk about 3m he talked about best christmas ever okay that's and, it and that's how i connected yeah that. yep Man, yeah that is he's super a, he's so cool mm-hmm. right here in the sandbox of course not shocked absolutely that's beautiful All um right. So this is a time for us. Uh, we've been peppering you with questions all day, and they've been great questions. Like 
and you've been crushing them. This has been a great podcast. But do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I guess I kind of broke the rules and asked a couple of them. Yeah, right during away. The podcast. Yeah, is there if there's um, one other question? I guess. Um. Yeah, I would love to hear like if you guys have like kind of a crazy wild experience or something that like I think the intentionality that you guys are taking to spend three evenings out of your week doing a podcast um, would come from some sort of drive or maybe some sort of wild experience mm. or something like that. And that's, I'm kind of curious to that. And then my other question is how big of a crush do both of you have on Lawrence from Yam House? Oh, okay. That we can the answer biggest. right away. Okay. The biggest. <laughs> he is a stud. Oh, I want to hang oh. out with him all the time. Yeah. But he's just too busy. <laughs> I know. Lars I does know. text me back though. Like I'll I'll text him, just rent like sporadically. Yeah, and he won't text me back because you know he's a big rock star. You know? Totally, gotta give these guys time to respond. No, yeah, uh, too busy. Don't don't get money. offended. You know yeah, they got a exactly lot of, a lot of people respond to. But yeah, I like calling him Lars because I think that's just uh, it makes it feel more exclusive. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I just am love in love with that kid. Beautiful voice. I listen to him every single oh day on the, way to, on the way to work. Yeah, their new unreal. song "Thrill." I've been just the playing thrill. on repeat. Have you heard it? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think I did. Yeah, I I'm pretty bad um getting on like the music train when it comes out. Okay. I've been kind of listening to Chance the Rapper. Yeah, his new album. It just came out, but I I know I at least listened to the Thrill once. Okay. Um. Right on. Ooh, craziest story. I got it. on this podcast. I'm answering. You this got question. it. Okay. Uh, you can. You'll think of one after I share this. Uh, ready. Our Back in 2017, um, episode six, <laughs> we went down to Aruba for spring break with our uh, good friends. Sick. And yeah, our good friend had a timeshare with the Marriott. So we were like tagging along absolutely yeah. all in. Um, and Sick. we had just started this podcast and we were like, we have to release our podcast. We do it every, at the time it was Monday. Committed. We were committed. We have to release one and we had to find an interview. Yeah. So we're down there in Aruba and we meet this guy on a booze cruise. Uh, he's a bartender up Amazing. in Long Island, New York, 50 years old, tatted to the brim, uh, a little bit overweight, got a th- super thick accent. And uh, we meet his little posse and they're like the best time ever. We're having a great conversation, all, all this whole <laughs> thing. And we're like, oh, that was really cool. Um, this, that night we see him again. And just kind of like cheers, small conversation, see him again the next night. And we're like, we got to have this guy on the podcast. So we're like, well, can we get you on? We have a little, we have this little like room mic that you just plug, sit down. Like, can we bring you into our room and have, do a podcast? He's like, how about we just do it right here tomorrow morning at 9am and uh, we'll get a bucket of beers and we'll just sit like right along the beach. (laughs) And we're like, oh yeah, sure. We can do that. We've never done anything like this, but sure. I love this guy. And uh, Joey Tats from Long Island, New York. Uh, we sit down and his posse follows behind him and he keeps pointing at the mic. Like I've never done a fucking podcast. What is this? Who's going to listen to this? Who are these knuckleheads? And he's got his, his buddies, uh, sitting around him and we recorded a 45 minute conversation with him and he's a, um, military guy. So we had ex Marine. So we had <laughs> yeah. a bunch of stories with that and oh my he loves rock music and deck loves the grunge era too. So he was sharing those stories and so sick. it was just one of those moments where like, I am just starting this, this podcast thing. And I, I, I could get used to that. I this already is fun. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, Oh, it was the crux of why we ever even did it. It was so cool. The, uh, another funny moment was he shows up. So he said like nine o'clock the night before. Well, he, him and his posse just stayed out like all night. <laughs> And they came back. At, at, like, she said they're from Jersey. 
They're uh, from Long, Long Island. Island. They're okay. all bartenders at this like really really nice place up oh, there. Oh my gosh! And so awesome. all buddies, yeah, and they all take a trip to Aruba every single year. So this is like their big time to celebrate and hang out. And so they had just come back from a night out at like nine or ten in the morning. I think he had slept for like two hours. He shows up in this shirt, and it's called it's uh, the Nike swoosh in like pot leaves and like bongs and stuff <laughs> and like the four twenty, and it says uh, just hit it. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that like on the podcast, I was like, yo, that's a dope shirt. And like before I could even finish my sentence, he's taking it off his back and just throws it at me and says, fucking have it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I have it to this day. I wear it all the time. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's like a little snug on me, dude, because, you know, I, I've lost some weight, dude, but I'm freaking you uh, know, that's it. yoked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm not at all. But uh, yeah, I have that shirt. Dude, it was an that awesome. Was, that was an awesome. I love that. Such a cool freaking so podcast. On the way there, we recorded uh, over the Bermuda Triangle uh, in the airplane. Yeah, with all the white noise from the plane, just. Oh yeah, which yeah, is like we one still of the, did it. Yeah, so you guys are doing it right though. You, the mics are everything. Mm-hmm. Got to yeah. invest in the right mics. Yeah. yeah. So there's many more of those moments, but that that's one that stands great, out that I think. Great, great, great story. Fits dude. the mo of the story. So awesome. Yeah. So to finish on this final note, Steve. A simple question. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation? Well, I met three cool new people. Um, and yeah, I learned like, I guess like when I, when Jonah called me out, I was like, I didn't heard of this. Um, and so I learned that like, I think I want to say this and not make it sound like, but there doesn't have to be crazy deep intentions to do something to make it intentional. And so like coming on this podcast, I'm like, man, it's just a conversation. But I actually think like I, um, this is probably like impact a lot of my thoughts for the next, you know, foreseeable future, just the conversation. And so like going into certain situations, it doesn't always have to be this crazy, huge intention for something really intentional to come out of it. Mm. Um, and so I think just going to things, just reminding myself to take, the time to go into things with just an open heart and see where it goes right on thank you so much for joining the back pocket dude thanks for having me appreciate you guys So much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in. And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes. Always acting like you ain't got the time. I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside. But ooh, you got a reason to sing. And ooh, you're finally listening. And ooh, you should go back. To the start, cause you can't hold on to